1: This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by River Resort. River Wind Resort, the place to be. Oh, Mama, what a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. Now, typically, we call our early week edition the game plan. But this is kind of a mesh with the Memorial Day holiday and then waiting for the baseball field to be announced and then for golf to finish up at Carson Creek. Uh, We kind of got caught in the middle with taping our podcast this week. So on me, my bad, but we have a fun show planned for you. Coming up a little bit later on, Jessica Cootie was there when the Sooners learned their fate as to where they would be heading for the NCAA baseball tournament. So we'll talk in depth about that coming up in just a bit. And uh, obviously Jess is usually front and center with me at the Women's College World Series as we'll bring you live updates on Instagram, I believe, Facebook as well too. Make sure you're tuned in to at OU on the air and of course at OU underscore softball for in-depth coverage of the Sooners in the Women's College World Series. Because as we tape this, I am really trying to kind of pace myself because the excitement level is through the roof. We're getting set to call for the third straight year, the Women's College World Series and Oklahoma goes in with a challenging matchup against a team that spent more weeks at number one than anyone else this season in Washington, and a team that they seemingly found themselves scoring up against in the postseason quite regularly. Uh, And crazy number. This will be the 25th meeting between Washington and Oklahoma, and in the previous 24, 12 wins for Oklahoma, 12 wins for Washington. So we'll go in-depth on that with Jess coming up here in just a bit, and I'll do my best – to pace myself to get set for that one thirty first pitch, one fifteen pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network coming up on Thursday. But right now, let's not pace ourselves at all. Let's welcome in the voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, Toby Rowland, to kick off this midweek edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And Toby, I'm curious as you get set to make your way to Tallahassee, what do you think of the Sooners draw in the regional, and what do you think of heading back to the campus of Florida State University?
2: I'm pretty, uh, pretty pumped pretty pumped. Uh there were some places I didn't want to go. Um I'm not sure it's the greatest draw in the world. I don't think it's the worst, but it's going to be really tough. But uh yeah, I don't I don't mind it at all. So uh yeah, this will be this will be okay. It's It'll pretty amazing
1: to think about the stories. Around Mississippi State, because I'll be honest, the last thing I remember talking about with Mississippi State was their coach getting canned in February. Mm-hmm. You know, literally right as the season had started, uh, and I mean it, it it's a pretty cool story to see the way they've been able to bounce back. I know that they were embroiled in a, li- a little bit of controversy about getting in. Some felt like, uh, who was who was the big bubble team that everyone was upset Kentucky. about? Kentucky, Kentucky, and I think what UCF. UCF, yeah. I, yeah, I think
2: we might have had something to do with UCF not getting in.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Winning two of three whenever you guys went down there. But what an intriguing matchup with the storylines mm-hmm. for that entire regional. So I'm pumped for you, man. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a fun weekend coming up. And to think about guys getting a little extra time to rest up and be ready by Friday. What, what was your ranking again? Levi won most likely. Kyler, too, potentially to DH, and steal third only because you worry about the abdominal injury. I think
2: it's the most concerning injury. I think Levi's okay. I think Levi's definitely going to pitch. Not that he doesn't get out there and throw and it tightens up on him again, but he's feeling okay, and barring a setback this week, he's definitely going to pitch. And I think Kyler's definitely going to be able to swing the bat. Probably not going to be stealing too many bases, and I, I doubt they put him in the outfield, but I think he'll be fine to swing the bat. Steele's the one that worries me the most, and again, I'm not saying he won't play, but he's the one that worries me the most, just the nature of the injury.
1: Yeah, and not to say that he wouldn't try to, pardon pardon the pun, but gut it out and try to go, but let's face it, Toby, some of those guys did a really nice job filling in, and it was funny, I was listening to you earlier. It does seem like the Big 12 tournament, and I was thinking about this with super regional action as well, it seems like it was a month ago because Mm -hmm. we took Monday off. But you know, Dom played okay at times. You know, they it, it seemed like those guys took advantage of some opportunities to step up and maybe get more abs at Blake Brewster as the season progresses towards its zenith. Nice word. I just pulled that one out of my backside because I couldn't come up with the what's the word in a movie where it, it builds it crescendos to it's is it uh, apex apex uh, there you uh, yeah. go. No, I like Climax, zenith. Whatever, I like zenith.
2: Yeah. I had a zenith TV, one of those console TVs. <laughs> When I was a kid, I remember when Dad brought it home. It's the first time we had a, uh, the, you know, the big wooden uh, television that was oh, also you- a dresser or whatever. You know, I mean, it was giant. You felt big time. Yeah, it took like a whole truck to bring it in the house. <laughs> Guys with uh, dollies came rolling it in. I was like, this is unbelievable. It's a color zenith television. <laughs> I remember watching sporting events on that? I was like, this is unbelievable.
1: I'll never forget the struggle of trying to make sure you could get your channels incorrectly because you were moving the antenna. Sure. And you put aluminum foil on the end of it. That yeah. was that was. If you leaned real. it
2: against the windowsill it came in better?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There was always a little trick to it so you feel good. How you feeling about the softball matchup with Washington on Thursday? You tell me. I don't know. Uh, Washington's an interesting squad. You know they were the, they were the stuff throughout the regular season. I mean, they'd been number one for a while and then they, in fact, I think they were the next-to-last undefeated team, and the first team to knock them off was Arizona State, who ended up taking two of three from them, shut them out twice, which was kind of shocking given their offense, and, of course, the Sooners had beaten Arizona State at the Marietta Classic, but they bounced back, played well against Utah and Cal, and then they lose six straight games against the best competition they faced, including three at home against Oregon. So Mm. I don't know what to make of them. Texas played him tight both times they played him. Uh, they probably should have lost Alabama in the first game of their Super regional, but it couldn't be more even all time. Uh, Oklahoma and Washington have played each other 24 times 12, 12, 12 wow. wins for OU, 12 wins for Washington but but the Sooners are three and one against him in the women's College World Series. So history doesn't matter too terribly much to me Toby as much as the horrific attempt at puns. And the Washington game notes. For that reason, really? I'm taking the Sooners by five. Can I can give I me give an you a example, couple? please? All right, seventieth um, heaven. And you know, trying to play off seventh heaven. Taylor Van Z had her seventieth hit. So they called. Did you guys watch Seventh Heaven? By the way, I was not a Seventh Heaven. Seventh. Good 7th? Show. 7th. I had, I had uh, good
2: family values in that show.
1: Not just good, but bait. And then they had to add the S in the parentheses because sis Bates. Uh, is that's on a four-game hitting streak. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, here, here is my personal favorite. Can't spell RBI without Thomas. And there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you you can. I mean, I don't think hmm. the Washington S I D truly gets what a pun is, Toby. Hmm. And for that reason, I think I'm taking the Sooners to go ahead and move on in the Women's College World Series. But sounds all like reality- a bold
2: strategy, Cotton.
1: <laughs> in all reality, though, it's a really it's it's everyone they've seen. You know, they there isn't anyone on this Washington roster that has kind of emerged out of nowhere. It's a veteran group. These are all the players that the Sooners faced last year and the Kelly Burdicks of the world. I mentioned Van Z, uh, the sis Bates. I mean, these are all players that were on their roster last year. So there isn't a there isn't a Jocelyn Alo that's on their roster that suddenly has jumped into the mix and has become like adding a Babe Ruth. So you I'll watch. be real Interesting. Did you watch the end of that A and M Florida game? Yes, I did. Holy cow! How about that? Right? That was unbelievable. A senior laden Florida team gets a walk off from the freshman. That's unbelievable. I mean, but but even
2: before that, AM with two outs and two strikes at the bomb, uh-huh. and they but, won- and they win it, and then they lose it. Ugh,
1: it go back tremendous. to Thursday night too. And this is from softball guy here, but go back to Thursday night. An error by the Texas A&M shortstop on a ball that I guess you could debate if it was the second baseman or the shortstop but that should have been the last out of the game on a force out at second base and we might be having a completely different conversation about the women's college world series right now but A&M it's own worst enemy on in Gainesville and I yeah it was it for super regionals that truly lacked drama i mean you didn't have a decisive game on sunday There wasn't one single decisive game on Sunday. I don't know if LSU and Florida State were concerned about weather, so they made it a doubleheader on Saturday. I don't know if that was the the whole point, but there were only three series right, that even went to a decisive third game. So pretty pretty amazing weekend to see the favorites roll, and I'm excited about Thursday. Good stuff from T. Rowe, of course. OU will be in action at 11 a.m., 10.30 pregame. On Friday, as the Sooners look to advance to the Super Regionals in college baseball. Should be a fun um, weekend. Jake Irvin expected to get the start on Thursday. And as you heard um, from Toby, really good chance we see Levi Prater. Pretty good chance that we see uh, Kyler Murray this weekend. Fair to moderate chance. You that know, we see Steel Walker so should be a challenging, answered, but yeah, yet an eventful weekend Rachel. for Sooner baseball. But, um, Speaking of Sooner know, baseball, Jessica Cootie um, joins us on the, the Sooner James Sports Steel Podcast. Walker she was Gervin front and center the for the announcement. Um, Jess, what was the energy you know, like in the room when Oklahoma found out that they County were on their Steel way to Tallahassee? Pretty
3: good going into this because of how they played at the Big Twelve tournament without Steel, without Kyler, and you know the way that they were able to compete and you know win some big games. Um, you know, uh, I think they have some confidence moving forward. The pitching, the bullpen was big um, in the Big 12 tournament. And so, you know, getting them back. And then what Toby mentioned I thought was, was big, too, is the start from Devin Perez, you know, that, that hadn't uh, been starting in a while. So for him to do what he did against Baylor and get some really good innings um, starting – I think this team feels pretty good going into it. And another note, too, um, you know, I, I covered both selection shows last year and this year. And last year, you know, they, they hadn't been in a couple of years. And so to see that team, a lot of them, most of them, I guess, was going for the very first time to the NCAA tournament. And it was pretty wild. Like, they had a pretty big reaction. And then um, on Monday this week, it was pretty subdued. And that's what I talked to some of them about. And, you know, that's that's the standard that they want to get where, get to where it's it's normal for them to be in a regional and not that it's easy to get there but that that's the standard of Oklahoma baseball to get back into the regional every time so I thought it was pretty interesting to take that in as well the the different reactions from a year even in a year um since they've been there and and they've done that and I think that's one thing Toby talked about too is there's a lot of guys that had some experience from that Louisville regional a year ago
1: hey, by the way, what was the atmosphere like? You were there whenever the announcement was made. It seemed as if the drama continued to build because we got through the whole, what, left side before we found out where the Sooners were. But what was the energy like inside the clubhouse when the announcement was made, Jess?
3: Well, i got to be honest. i got to call Theron Smith out because he told me it started at 1130, and then it actually started. at He said um, it starts at 11, but the show starts at 1130. So like i'm on my way there and um you know was going to get there around 11:15 and um he's like text me like at 10:50 hey it starts at 11 can you go get the <laughs> mic and course so then i had to run by sooner vision and so i don't know what it was like leading up i was there when the team was announced and it and you know just kind of um i think i think they felt pretty good cuz From what I understand, a lot of people might have thought that had TCU won the championship game, that might have knocked them out, but then come to find out, it would have knocked probably Oklahoma State out. Um, But, um, you know, I think they felt pretty good going into it. It was just a matter of when are they going to call our name and where are we going. Um, So, yeah, it was – I don't know if they were as far as nervous as far as getting in. It was just more like, okay, when are they going to call our name? And then when they did, it was – Kind of like, okay, let's go take care of business type of thing.
1: Baseball getting back in the tournament. You guys did a little dig and what'd you find?
3: Well, yeah. So um, producer Tilly had found a stat that um, about basically Oklahoma, Texas being the only schools that got um, football, men's and women's basketball, softball, and baseball into the postseason. So I thought, man, I wonder But we could figure out how many schools in the country. So we went and started digging up between baseball and softball, and um, there are six, only six schools in the entire country that got um, football, men's, women's, basketball, softball, and baseball into the postseason. And I'll I'll let you guys guess which one without digging it up. Which one do you do off the top of your head?
1: Men's and so so Oklahoma and Te- is
3: already in there. So there's only four other schools.
1: Okay, uh, Florida.
3: Nope.
1: Ooh, uh, I'll give I'll give one more guess. Let's see, men's and women's basketball, Duke. No, they don't have foot. No, no football. Uh, okay, who was it then? I've, jo- Josh, you want to venture a guess on yes. any of these? Uh, g- can we get a hint? Ooh, I like this. A lifeline.
3: Okay. Um, well, one of the UCLA. Teams, yes, there you go. Okay. One of the teams OUB in football.
1: Ohio State.
3: Yes, one of the teams left right. the Big Twelve. Oh, a And M. Yep. And the other. All right, so we... Baseball is going
1: to play. Oh, Florida State.
3: Yeah. Oh, no,
1: Mississippi State. Oh, Florida State. Am Florida I right?
3: State. Florida State, Ohio State, A&M, UCLA, OU, and Texas.
1: That's pretty incredible. That's, you know, they were what they What I found were very
3: interesting is that of the six schools, you know, you've got one from each power five, and then you've got two from the Big 12.
1: Oh, you better not let ESPN or anyone see that, Jess. They might, they might call shenanigans. They might automatically slip an SEC team in there to make everyone feel better. Watch out. Watch right? out. That's an that's an amazing list. Boy, and th- you know what? That's the and fun. We,
3: we, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate. We we both went through it, but, I mean, I hope I didn't miss any, but I'm pretty sure because we went through the entire softball and baseball bracket, and that's all we, we had wow. come up with.
0: Unreal.
1: And when you look at the softball bracket – uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, three of those teams are on to the women's college world series. One of those should be in Texas A&M. Pretty incredible field. Jess, how excited are you to get this thing going tomorrow for the Sooners in a fun showdown—one that we saw in last year's women's Co- women's college world series against Washington.
3: Man, I'm so excited. Um, that's what I, you know, I just this is such a fun kind of atmosphere to go cover this team is fun um you know it's it's just it's there's nothing really like it it's hard to explain uh but you know then you got a team like OU that that you're kind of covering it just makes it even more um enjoyable so I I'm I'm excited um I think again kind of what coach Gasowitz said following um the Super Regional win is that this team's found another level and they're playing their best ball right now and I mean, just to see the way Nicole Mendez kind of steps up in the Super Regional, Fallet of View, um, Leah Wodak looks to be on a mission. It's just kind of, you know, for a, a few games, you know, obviously Sydney Romero's been um, on another level all year, Jocelyn L.O. Um, Shay is one of the clutchest performers in postseason to ever wear an OU uniform. So, you know, you think about those um you know, the, the front half of the lineup, and really they've been solid all year long, Kaylee Clifton, but to see the, the back half of that lineup really come on here in the postseason, I think is huge. And, you know, one thing that um, Sarah, you know, who's the GA who was pitched for Kansas that she talked about that I found, you know, very interesting. And, and you think about it, I mean, I guess maybe it's not that, not not that not obvious. I don't know how to say that, but, you know, she had talked about, you um, you have no idea how daunting it is to get through one through five of that lineup and normally in any other lineup you're facing you're thinking okay i got a little not you know i got a little bit of a break and but with ou it's literally every single batter you have to be absolutely perfect and that's what she's talking about you have no idea how daunting it is to face ou's lineup and so i thought that was pretty interesting and i think now more than ever because um, even even back when maybe there you know Nicole Mendez was struggling a little bit um, you know maybe Foley was struggling a little bit there were times that maybe other but now that they're all even when they were struggling I guess is what I'm getting at pitchers were still knew that they could do what they're doing right now and so you still have to be able to pitch to them perfectly but now they're just finding uh, you know they're getting into a rhythm and i can only imagine like as a pitching staff preparing for this team right now going into this tournament
1: you know it's interesting there's certain teams and jess i don't know if, if you feel this way as well but there's certain teams that for some reason you see them or you hear about them and you just say I, I think at some point we're going to face off against them. I thought I felt that way about Oregon last year, and sure enough, the Sooners did. Now I will say I felt about I felt that way about Oregon two years ago as well too, and they never ended up uh, crossing paths with the Sooners on the on the path towards a national championship. But for some reason, Washington was a team early on that I thought I, I think they're going to either end up bracketed with us or we're going to see them at some point in the postseason. And here we are. I mean, this is. These are two teams that have now played each other. Let me make sure I have my, my numbers right on this one. This will be the f- fifth time that they have played each other in the Women's College World Series. It will be the tenth time that they've played each other in the postseason. And overall, the Sooners are, in Washington are 12-12 against each other all time. So wow. you probably couldn't ask for a more perfectly balanced matchup to start things off in the women's college world series for the Sooners unreal
3: yeah and you know what i think is kind of you know in in years past i haven't really liked it but this year i think you know if something were to happen cuz you know from talking with several people everyone kind of feels like in i mean it seems like a lot of people want to see an OU Oregon matchup um in the in the championship series And the way that the bracket's set up, that could still happen, even though they're on the same side, because isn't that – like if you go through, you you flip, in the loser's back right on Sunday. You play the other side. So it's something that could still happen. I think everyone was like, oh, no, they're on the same side. But then the way that the World Series plays out, it still could be something that we see.
1: Good stuff from Jess. If you missed it, Jocelyn Alou was named the freshman of the year. I think that it's obviously deserving. You know, I, I put this out, and I think I even mentioned this in talking with Jess, so I might be repeating myself. But I'm getting old. Forgive me. But Jocelyn is so much more than a home run hitter. And I think if you followed Sooner Softball this year, you see that. I think if you follow this team at any point, you know that. Or heck, if you're even just jumping on board and reading the box scores, you see that as well, too. She's hitting over 400. Her walks lead the team by a mile. But she is she's just an amazing person. And I can't wait to watch her grow and to watch her progress as her career pr- uh, continues here at the University of Oklahoma. But all eyes on the... Women's College World Series, USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium. Now, we're projected to be on the air at 115 with a 131st pitch. For those of you listening in the Oklahoma City area, you can find us on AM 1560. If you're listening outside of OKC or you download us from Tulsa or Dallas or Los Angeles or wherever you consume the Sooner Sports Podcast, you can simply search on the TuneIn radio app. Look for Franchise 2. Now, I bring this up because we're not on the official OU radio app uh, on TuneIn. So we're not through the Oklahoma Sooners page. We're through Franchise 2. So on TuneIn, search Franchise 2. And also on iHeartRadio, if you search Franchise 2, and that is fifteen sixty. You'll be able to find the broadcast as Oklahoma squares off against Washington. Hey, if the Sooners win and they square off against Oregon on Friday, we may have an emergency edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast from the booth post game on Thursday. But until then, man, everyone have a great week. I enjoy so many people jumping on board following Sooners softball. Make sure you let us know uh, what you want to talk about on the Sooner Sports Podcast at OU on the air. And thanks as always for downloading, subscribing and listening and until friday have a great week boomer sooner everybody this has been the sooner sports podcast make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at sooner sports.tv slash podcast and make sure to follow us on twitter at ou on the air